Infirmary Media. MyBookie.ag slash Sportsbook is the go-to destination for sports betting. As America's most trusted sportsbook, MyBookie is simply the most accurate source for odds information, analysis, and wagering opportunities on the Internet. Take your bets beyond the sports world with entertainment bets like the next James Bond, the next Green Lantern, and more. So what are you waiting for? Open your account today with MyBookie Sportsbook and start winning with the best the industry has to offer. Just visit mybookie.ag slash sportsbook now. Start. Poop culture. Yeah, yeah, poop culture. Poop, 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 poop culture. Yeah, it's the poop culture. Poop, poop culture. People engage in stop for dueling decades. The Matrix and Blade versus Bloodsport and Renegade. Strap on that cap, bust out the power glove. Come fight for what you love. Dueling decades. Poop culture popping pins, dropping hand grenades. Van Halen locked in Mortal Kombat with David Gray. Van out ballet in sick. I am made of GNR. Come fight for what you love. Dueling decades. Broadcasting live on digital delay from the Bio Bidet Studios, where water does it better. This is everyone's new favorite game show, the show where you play along at home while retro warriors debate the 80s and the 90s. Welcome to Dueling Decades. Let's take a look at the teams and the decades they will be fighting for. First off, representing October of 1984. Uh, I guess that would be me. That's uh, Rick Mancrush <laughs> and uh, Mark James. I'll get his name right this time. We're uh, Mama Luke's. We're representing October 1984. So bring it, motherfuckers. Let's go. And the team that will battle with October of 1994 by their side. I'm Bo Beecraft, and uh, my partner is Mike Ranger from the Video Rangers podcast, and we are team Paul Allen Parsons Project. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> And as always here on the show, we need a judge to preside over these proceedings. However, the Honorable John Cross is out this week as he consummates his nuptials. So tonight, our special guest judge needs no introduction, but you're going to get one anyway. He is the man who is on the tip of the tongues of all of country music. His third album, WW3, is available Friday, November 30th. Fresh off tour with Kid Rock this summer, and I may be the first man in history ever to say these very words, ladies and gentlemen, the Honorable Wheeler Walker Jr. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. I don't quite know what I'm doing, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't either, so that actually works out good. Hey, before we get started, man, I wanted to ask you, last time we had John, it was like, I think it was May or June, it was right before you went on that tour, so how was that tour? Uh, it was great, man. It was cool to, you know, like when I, you know, when you write a song like Fuck You, Bitch, you know, you're, you always in your head were expecting to play it in front of amphitheaters of 20,000 people. <laughs> and, um, and I, and, uh, it, it was good to, for that dream to come true, you know, although I will say fucking Buffalo, New York sucks and I ain't going back. Oh, why? Wow. You can't drop, you can't drop that. Not why, what, what did they do? It wasn't that, nothing to do with the crowd. It just it was the city was fucking shit, you know? And also, <laughs> you, ever, you ever you ever been on a fucking bus with five sweaty assholes from Nashville to fucking Buffalo, New York? No, it's been a hot minute. It's on my bucket list, but just haven't done it yet. <laughs> Something I've been thinking about for a while. Yeah, it sucks. 
if that one sucked, you gotta every time we have somebody on the show, especially that's been on tour or whatever, we always ask them this question and they always lie to us or they give us some bullshit answer. I don't think you'll do that. So tell us one fucked up story from the tour, like whether people are getting like fucked in the crowd or like whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what happened. But you were on a tour with Kid Rock, so some shit had to happen. Well, can I tell you one crazy one? Um, yeah. I was walking. We, our last show was last weekend, West Palm Beach. I'm walking to the stage with my guitar. The band's already playing. And I walk out after the band starts playing. So I'm, all my, I'm walking to the stage and I see fucking Vanilla Ice back there. And I stop. I go. I need a fucking picture right now. The band. I mean, the audience is cheering for me. I'm. The band's like I said, is already playing the first notes, and I'm looking to get a fucking. You. You can't walk by Vanilla Ice and not get a picture. You know. Hell no. So, and I didn't even know who the. I mean, I didn't know what he, the fuck he was doing there. I think he had a buddy who was on the crew or something. So, um, I'm fucking ten years old again. I looked, and then he's watching the the show from stage left, and then I fucking point him out to the to the audience and. They freaked out, you know. Just, I don't know if that's the crazy story you're looking for, but I never thought I would be in a position where I look. I look to my left and and Vanilla Ice is watching me play. Did you want to call him out on stage? Yeah, well, I go. I I was I was in West Palm Beach, which was al- already kind of a shithole, you know. I go, so man, it's a crazy <laughs> crowd, and I go, I'm like ten feet away from fucking Vanilla Ice right now, and then of course he has to leave because everyone can, is looking can see him, you know. Ah. Uh. Well, here's the other thing about the tour that right before you you went on it and you you mentioned this that you were a little lukewarm about the whole Brantley Gilbert thing. How'd that go? Um, can I just say I hate to, I know I know it, it makes me look bad because I'm such an asshole, but he was the nicest fucking dude. I mean, I, li- <laughs> I literally don't know if I've ever met anybody nicer. And I, so you his, like him now? Him, yeah, him and his crew were fucking great. Yeah, I mean, he calls up to go grab a drink sometime. I'm there. That's I, actually I'd rather hear you say that than have a miserable time for whatever like two months or whatever while you're doing that. So that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, great dude. Um, did did I talk shit about him before? I don't know that. I, did I? You were you were kind of you were on the indifferent. Fence. Yeah, you, well, you didn't yeah. know how that was gonna go. Well, that's a, that's the thing. I mean, I don't like you know like I'm sure fucking you know I'm sure Dan and Shay are nice guys, but you know. but you wouldn't go on tour with them either so exactly but this guy at least he was more like his we had similar audiences and stuff so it was cool no that's a good thing man so you got uh ww3 is coming out soon and from already what i've heard i'm super excited i've only heard two songs uh and every time i have i i put this on in my car and it sticks in my head all day so i hate you for this but uh, I Smoke Pot a Lot is like one of those songs that you can't get out of your fucking head, <laughs> no matter what I'm doing. People keep telling me that, and I guess that's what makes a hit song, although I guess the I, I should have taken the line out about the sucking dicks, and I'd be I'd have a fucking, I'd be Ariana, Ariana Grande right now, you know? <laughs> yeah, that that part's fucking hilarious. It's the, by, the, uh, by the way, by the way, um, I, you know how many songs I've said that about? Or if I took out the sucking dicks line, I'd be all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. No, it's the one part where you say, uh, "I like smoking Home Alone" or something like that, and like that gets stuck in my. Head. Don't even tell me what it is right now, because if you do, it's gonna get stuck in my head. Because I know I, I just like said getting, it wrong. I like getting stoned alone. Yeah, you motherfucker. Because now the entire time we're doing this, <laughs> it's all I'm gonna play back in my head is that. Uh, what are the other songs that are on that uh, on the CD though? You're ruining my night. Why don't I ruin yours? <laughs> true, true, true. Uh, let's see. It opens up. It's a, it's a WW3 is the name of my son. I just got married. And um, my son is Wheel of Walker III, so he's WW3. Everyone thinks it's about World War III. 
which it kind of is because putting this a dirty country album out is kind of like going to war. So I'm calling it World War Three, but it's a it's a love album to my wife and my son, my first love record. Um, we got a song called "Say Some Titty Milk for Me" about my son. We got another love. We got a love ballad to my son called "All the Pussy You Will Slay," um, and that's a, obviously that's a that's a tearjerker. Yeah. Well, I think about Endearing. him. Thinking about thinking about <laughs> him getting over and slaying pussy just kind of gets me emotional. And I'm um, trying to. What else is on there? Um, uh, Rich some bitch. Now that I'm is a song on there. Now that I'm making the cash, and we got a song called. It's, I guess you would call it a drinking song called "I Sucked Another Dick Last Night." Um, <laughs> and what else we got? We got um, um, oh, the new single is called "Fuck You with the Lights On." Ooh. It's a, that's what I, you know, that's re- someone asked me for a quote for the song. It's crazy. My publicist, the people working for me, they asked me for quotes and I give them crazy quotes and they all, people just accept them. But my quote for that song to the publication who ran it was, um, when you really love someone, you want to see it going in. <laughs> and they, and that's, that's kind of, I mean, I couldn't have said it any simpler, you know? I like it. It's going to be a legitimate banger then. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally, literally, it is. Yeah. Would you say this is your answer? This is uh, kind of like your sailor's guide to Earth. You know what I said? That I said I actually told Sturgill that because I thought maybe I thought maybe I was got worried for a minute that he um would maybe think I was kind of you know making fun of him or something, which is quite the opposite. Um, I mean, I I love that record and I love him and he's been a good friend of mine through all this and so I I let I gave him an early you know warning that I was doing an album to my son. Um, just to let him know that it had nothing. You know, he's, you know, he understood. He's not the first guy to have a son, but uh, as far as I know, but it just it made it made a. <laughs> he he got it, and he was like he joked about like I should start going after him, you know, trolling him on the internet and shit. But I think he even deleted his Twitter, so I don't think it really works. I think it'd be more offensive if you made the record about his son instead of yours. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually I did make that one. Then they I had to throw it out because it just it didn't really the shit didn't run. You know? Hey, whatever stemmed from that uh, that John Wheeler thing? Say this again. The the guy John Wheeler that was on our show. He wanted to like start some shit with you. Oh yeah, I think. Can I tell you? I think I know what it was. Was I looked them up and they weren't that awful. And I was like, yeah, it's not really worth my time. You know, I like shitting on people who are horrible. And, <laughs> oh, that's good then. And, and he and he was actually like, you know, like there was I kind of I got I got what he was doing. It didn't bother me. So I was like, I don't have time to fucking t- tell him he sucks. He, you know, he's better than Yodel Kid. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm glad he'll sleep better at night knowing that. Yeah, congrats, buddy, on that. <laughs> One man is on a mission to save the state of country music. To get there, we'll have to go through WW3. The new album from country music superstar Wheeler Walker Jr. Featuring the singles Save Some Titty Milk for Me and I Like Smoking Pot a Lot. Keep your hands off his woman and get them on WW3. The new album from Wheeler Walker Jr. Available November 30th. Pre-order now and check out exclusive bundles at WheelerWalkerJr.com. 
All right, guys, the rules of our game are simple. A coin flip will decide what team goes first. The winning team will decide the topic of each round out of the five dueling decades categories. Those are movies, TV, music, news, and, of course, hot product. The first three rounds are worth one point apiece, with rounds four and five worth two points apiece. The judge's ruling will be final and will determine who wins each round. The winning team and decade will be the team with the highest overall score after five rounds. Gentlemen, let's play some Dueling Decades. Over to Mike Ranger, who's going to do the ceremonial coin toss for us tonight. Uh, what we have here, Mark, is a VHS box. Uh, it is the My Pet Monster Monster Cookie Mix-Up episode. That's uh, Volume 3, released on High Top Video. <laughs> Only the best. Uh, who's going to call it? Mark, Ed, you call... Uh... All right, I will call in the air. All right, one, two. I call Tails. And it is Heads. Oh, oh, shit. oh, shocker. Shocker. Did you turn your hand on well, that? Well, I picked it up awkwardly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll believe you. We'll believe it. So you guys go first. You control the board. All right. Bo, do you want to pick first? Or? I'll defer to you, Mike. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, uh, let's talk this out. What's our worst topic? <laughs> uh, Most of them. Let's go with uh, oh, let's, let's go with television. Yeah, it's awful. Because that's just dog shit. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay. So on October 30th, 1994 on Fox, The Simpsons aired one of their classic Treehouse of Horror entries. It was Treehouse of Horror Part 5. Uh, it was the sixth episode of the fifth season. Uh, those episodes usually consist of three segments. This one was The Shining, Time and Punishment, and Nightmare Cafeteria. This is regarded as one of the best episodes of the series, and it finished 27th in the ratings for the week with uh, about 11 million uh, household viewings. Wow, you guys dug deep. Yeah. <laughs> so these Treehouse of Horrors deep. episodes, these are rare in The Simpsons, right? Well, they basically air them. It's like once a season. And how uh, many seasons have there been? Uh, we're in the th high 20s, 30s now. I don't know. Wow. So there's like 30 others of these? Uh, I think there's at least 27. They didn't do it the first season. <laughs> but wow. this one is rated as the most popular of all of them. Or one of. Pretty one much, of, yeah. Out of the 27, out of the sort of good. 30 seasons. Most people have this episode in their top 10 of, of episodes of the whole series. Nice. Hmm. Man, I can't wait to hear what both. Well, let me tell you about this doozy I picked up. It was evidently a good, uh, a good time for cartoons. October 29, 94, Nickelodeon uh, debuted Ah Real Monsters, which had a, a pretty talented voice acting cast when it boils down to it because you had uh, recurring characters from Tim Curry and Jim Belushi. Uh, oh. nominated for a Daytime Emmy Award for Outstanding Achievement in Animation. Four seasons, 52 episodes. Uh, it went until December 6th of 1997. Uh, pretty much critically acclaimed. Had a pretty good fan base, but uh, that's what I got for dog shit television, October 94. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. That reminds me of the one month I had to do an ATM episode with Boy George in it. Oh, do, no. I, do I judge? Uh, not yet. We have to uh, do R2, and then you can go ahead and... Uh... Okay, well, I, just, I, just, I was listening. I just want to make sure you didn't hear me flush the toilet. <laughs> no, we did. That was actually... <laughs> I thought that was because Mike's pick sucked. <laughs> no, it was because it was, it was I, had, I had pee that needed to go in the toilet. <laughs> All right, well, that's my second guess. All right, Mark, do you want to start or do you want me to start? I'll start this one out, I guess. All right. 
because, you know, I get to finally talk about one of my favorite TV shows from the 80s. You know, the 80s was such a great time for science fiction. And one of the heights of this was the TV series V. This TV show's second TV miniseries of V ended in May while it was still at the height of its popularity. But on October 26th of 1984, we got the episode Liberation Day from the new TV series for V, and it bring back all the fan-favorite characters and major players in the series, such as Jane Batter, who plays Diana, Mark Singer, of course, fan-favorite Robert England, better known as uh, Freddy Krueger. One of the highlights of the series, spoilers, was uh, Diana going on war crimes trials from the previous series and then being shot as she goes to trial, echoing the shooting of Lee Harvey Oswald. One of the most popular science fiction series to date. If you go to any sci-fi, comic con, any type of con today, always V people there. You always run into them. Still extremely popular. Matter of fact, they tried to bring back the series a few years ago. Unfortunately, it failed because this original series is so popular still. So V, the TV series from October of 1984. So Mark uh, Mark picks V and my pick sucks. <laughs> 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 but they don't do your uh, your pick in any cons though we do see that we have seen them at all these cons oh, they still show up when they advertise mark singer it's like mark singer v and then Beastmaster. <laughs> that's true <laughs> and as it should be <laughs> all right so mine's a little bit more lighthearted. my pick is a sitcom that premiered on cbs october 3rd 1984 the show lasted for five seasons it's still played in syndication matter of fact if you go on your guide, I guarantee you'll find Charles in Charge somewhere on the list. Of course, Scott Bayo starred as Charles. And like the interesting thing about the show as I did the the research on this, do you realize that they never said what Charles's last name is through five seasons? It's in charge. But you know that his best friend's name is Buddy Lembeck. They also never said he what he was in charge of. <laughs> it, well, you know, that's the that's the other fucking weird thing. So I watched rewatched a couple episodes just because I didn't quite get it. Uh, I watched it as a kid, but the premise of the show is a college kid works as a like kind of like a live-in nanny, which is probably like the worst fucking idea of all time. The parents are always away. The dad's in the Navy deployed, and he has like two hot like teenage daughters with this like young college kid, and they're trusting him to run the house. Geniuses. A better name for the show would have been "How Not to Fuck Hot Teen Girls." Well, <laughs> we don't know. We don't. We don't know that didn't happen. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it, it, it that's did, true. It did get a little dicey in the news this past year about the show, but I, I don't think that anything ever came to that. I think it was just a back and forth between him and Nicole Eggert. Well, not every show can be designing women. Mark, you look. You look. You didn't see that. I don't remember this. Enlighten me, please. Oh yeah. She uh she said that they had sex during the show and they had like a relationship and all this other really? shit, but he denies it. Well, she he, he said uh she had sex with him after the show had been canceled. Yeah, she was eighteen when. Um, what a coincidence! Right when she was of age, they had sex. They waited all that time. <laughs> well, that's that's what's weird, and it could be taken a different way because this the show was actually canceled after the first season, and that's the the crazy thing about the show is it's one of those that's called a first run syndicated comedy. So it picked up again in syndication with new episodes, and it's probably one of the most popular, uh, you know, syndication uh, first runs that are out oh, there. Yeah. You know, you had uh, like Mama's Family was another one, Webster, yep. uh, Silver Spoons, or whatever. So who knows? Was she talking about the first cancellation or well, she, the one in she's done nineteen ninety? Um, she's done radio interviews 
where she is laughing and joking about this. This is all like before she came out on Dr. Phil's show ready to Yeah, you can you could watch it on YouTube. Yeah. Maybe they'll reboot it and run with that. Maybe they can they can just uh start it again and call it Charles Got Charged. Just follow that whole storyline. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yes. <laughs> I, I like how after it got canceled the first time, they come back with a second family who buys the house and apparently Charles comes with it. <laughs> <laughs> and he got like a like a nicer house is like a sublet. And then it wasn't like the grandfather in charge of the family. Yeah, I don't know. It, Mr. It got Howell, weird. I think. They were kind of just trying to remake Happy Days. The fucking Fonzie actually did chores. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of the premise. I don't think he did chores. I don't think but, he did yeah. a lot of things, but chores wasn't one of them. <laughs> All right, let's go over to Judge Wheeler Walker Jr., who will give us the verdict for round one. Um, let me say this. I love The Simpsons, and I don't give two fucks about Jim Belushi. So does that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> And I like all this Charles. I like the 80s shit is what I'm trying to say. All right. All right. Sweet. All right, so 80s takes the round. We take the round. Uh, Mark, that means we have control of it. Where do you want to go? Go with something shitty. Go with something shitty? Well, I don't think we have anything shitty. Go with something that's just not as good as a two-pointer. Wait a second. Hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. It gets shittier than that? well usually the first two rounds are usually garbage rounds because people are trying to get they're only one point and the last two rounds are two points okay go on so people try to hold out by the way buy my new record ww3 (laughs) pre-order it i mean there's nobody still listening that's impossible right (laughs) we hope so anyone if anyone's still listening pre-order my new album ww3 comes out november 30th that's breaking news here on Dueling Decades. So you know what, Man Crush? <laughs> Let's go with news. All right. All right. On October 16th, 1984, the world experienced the wrestling prowess of Michael Hickenbottom yeah. for the first time. No, Nobody looks that excited. But uh, <laughs> wrestling for Mid-South Wrestling, Hickenbottom suffered a defeat in his first ever match. However, that would begin a career that spans 30-plus years in induction in the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame the WWE Hall of Fame, a couple dozen championships, and a cross co-founder eye. of Degeneration X, a cross eye, <laughs> widely considered uh, the best wrestler of all time, or at least one of. I'm talking about the wrestling debut of the Heartbreak Kid himself, Shawn Michaels. And uh, I just wanted to emphasize the overall relevance and coincidence here because, of course, Shawn Michaels just came back for the 45th time to the WWE and restarted Degeneration X. That's right. No longer does sweet chin music. It's now kind of just sweet chest music. Chin hair music, <laughs> if you get up that high. But he's a great wrestler, though. And that was his first ever uh, bout. One of the all-time greats. Top 10 all-time on my list, definitely. All right. What do you All got? Right. All right. Well, you know, HBK, definitely a classic in the ring. But for my pick, I'm going to go with the original first broadcast of American movie classics. The television network debuted October 1st of 1984 as a premium cable channel uh, that originally focused on classic movies. But now, of course, AMC has blossomed into the mega conglomerate that it is, and it's in approximately 94 million households. In case you're wondering, that's 81.5% or half of the household that has listened to Wheeler Walker Jr.'s first album. Interesting. (laughs) AMC has spawned great shows like Breaking Bad, Mad Men, and The Walking Dead. It all started October 1st, 1984, when American movie classics first hit the airwaves. Nice. 
All right. Over to you guys, Bo and Mike. What do you guys got for news? October 16th, actor Raul Julia suffers a stroke after being taken to the hospital for intense abdominal pain. On my birthday, October 20th, he fell into a coma, was put on life support before ultimately dying on October 24th. Noted for his roles as Gomez Adams in the uh, two Adams Family movies released in 91 and 93, as well as his role as M. Bison in 94's blockbuster smash hit, Street Fighter. That's why he died. Yeah. <laughs> Not only did it kill his career. Man, that was the, the biggest news story of that month was Raul Julia dying. October 94 was, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I got man. a I got a big story. Mike's about to blow your load. All right, Mike, who else had a stroke? Put on your fucking seatbelts. <laughs> All right, here we go. On October 5th, the NBA shortens the three-point distance to a uniform 22 feet in an effort to allow offensive players to score more points in games. Wow. Michael Jordan subsequently sets career highs in the three-point attempts and converted three-point field goals, nearly doubling previous statistics. All man, right. I don't know which one's better. That's 94. 1994. All right. In all seriousness, seriousness, um, imagine if Larry Bird was like around for most of that. Oh man, oh, yeah. oh, forget he destroyed about it. it. He would have been scoring yeah. like 40 points a game. That's incredible. Yeah, that guy hits shots from half courts. Fucking yeah, nuts. it'd be like Steph Curry now. Oh come on, he's better than Steph Curry. He's a little bitch. Guy's always hurt. <laughs> all right, let's go over to the Judge Wheeler Walker Jr. What do you got on the news category? Who takes this one, 80s or 90s? I think Steph Curry's better than Larry Bird. I think he could dribble around him. He can, also, he's, oh, yeah. But he's not tough, though. He's like, he's always hurt. Nah, he, Steph, well, I mean, you re, are we going to get an argument that Steph Curry's no good? I don't think we have <laughs> No, no, he's not that he's no good, but when we're comparing him to Larry Bird, is Larry a legend, man? He's a, Larry's a legend, no doubt, but I think Steph Curry's better. But... I like that. That gets me back to liking the three-point things. So let's give it to the 90s kids. Oh, Whoa. wow. Look at oh, that. He's keeping it interesting. I do not know what to do with myself. Hey, fellow poopers. Mark and the Man Crush here, and we are excited to once again be partnered with BioBidet. This time to tell you about the new Slim Zero, the world's most innovative toilet seat. Now you can redefine your bathroom experience with the ultimate bathroom upgrade, featuring an easy DIY install. Experience for yourself why water does it better. The Slim Zero toilet seat is the first non-electric toilet seat to feature a nightlight, bidet functionality, a slow closing lid, and more. Say goodbye to toilet paper and say hello to a cleaner, healthier pooper. Check out the new Slim Zero today on Indiegogo and at biobidet.com. Now you can use promo code POOPCULTURE for 10% off your order. All right, so you guys go back. Uh, you guys got control of the board. All right. Uh, whew, what are, what are you one. thinking there, sir? Mike, let's get hot products out of the way because that's my least favorite category uh, every hey, time. We were talking about that today. Absolute dumpster fire. So I'm going to go with Power Rangers action figures. Uh, they became really popular in 93, but they actually caused a severe action figure shortage that first holiday season. So the manufacturer added 11 additional factories in 94 to produce more of these toys uh, by 10 times. Still not enough to meet the demand for these Mighty Morphin action figures, although many parents believe stores were purposefully keeping supplies low to inflate demand. Uh, Bandai's director of marketing at the time said, quote, demand was completely unpredictable. Power Ranger sales reached $1 billion by the next year in 1995. Damn. Wow. Power Rangers action figures. It's impressive. That was series one. Yes. 
Damn, I was in 94 was their first ever set of toys. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. I thought they came out a little bit before that. I was thinking 92, but yeah. Wow. So the, I think it came out in 93, but the demand was like so high and that th- th- they were like the popular toy of 94. Right. I, I remember people couldn't get a hold of them when they did finally hit the stores. So that's crazy. All right, Mike, what do you got? Oh, let me tell you, Mark. Um, well, on October 18th, 1994, uh, Sonic and Knuckles was released for the Sega Genesis. It was the direct sequel to Sonic 3, which introduced the character of Knuckles. It featured a lock-on technology that allowed players to attach a second cartridge, which would unlock special levels and characters for Sonic 3 and Sonic 2. The Genesis version went on to sell 1.24 million copies in the United States, and the popularity of Knuckles led to him getting his own game, Sonic uh, Knuckles Chaotix, on the Sega 32X, which was a smash hit. Was it? Yeah, Sega 32X. I mean, people are still playing that today. Is this better than the Mega Man 3 pick that uh, came up last month? (laughs) Let me tell you something about that Mega Man 3 pick, man. You guys were sleeping on that. It did invent the... uh, the slide and that, that's a huge in the Mega Man games. There's like twenty something Mega Man games. Man, he did not bring that up. He probably should have brought up the slide. No, I, I still don't think it would have won. But it, no. it, it was I don't still even remember a, what we had. I'm, I'm I'm the judge, and it would not have. No, <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna go back and rejudge last month. All right, man, Crush. Where do the Mama Luke's want to go first on this one? Uh, well, we we have to go with hot products. I know, but do you want to go? Or oh, yeah, yeah. Go? Okay, yeah, I'll go. All right, so uh, in October of 1984, uh, Pioneer changed the game by debuting the world's first car CD player, the CDX-1. Uh, drastically improved upon the previous sound quality. Of course, it came from cassettes. Uh, gave people the you know one-button click, so if you're listening to WW3, you can click through to get to the next song that you really like, but you're never going to change a song because on that album, you're going to listen to the whole fucking thing. Anyway. Yeah, I was, tr- I'm tr- I was trying to get that feature taken off, but Apple wouldn't do it. <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, it should be just 45 minutes straight. Like, you should just have yeah, to I want to I want to do, do the album as one track, but then I got management with stupid ideas about how you can't do shit like that. <laughs> yeah, what do they know? Stupid. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they booked, they booked me on this, so what does that say? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Win some, you lose some, I guess. And then it, it also came out with uh, Stable Play. Uh, as people know, you had those early on CD players went in the car. If you were driving down a bumpy road, the fucking thing would just skip all the time. So oh, man, I had, one of, I had one of those fucking things, man. Uh, it fucking worst. Yeah, it was just like it, it was like it was like putting a it was like playing driving around with a fucking record player. Oh, it was a fucking terrible. And then they got worse as they put more discs in it. Like the single yeah. discs were okay. Then they made it into like a six disc, and those just sucked balls for like 10 years. But this original one for Pioneer was the shit, the CDX1, 1984, October. What do you All got? All right. Man? Nice pick, man. I know. I think everybody has had a CD player in their car at one point or another. I still got one. My 2004 LeSabre. You know can, can, can I say what I had? I had a tape uh CD player with a um, tape player converter. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Which like had an adapter that looked like a tape that would go in the cassette thing. That's a fucking old I am. Hell yeah. I still got a cassette tape player in my pickup. Wheeler, how old are you? I'm 40. Oh, all right. You're the same age as us. So yeah, that, I had us. the same fucking bullshit in my car. Yep. Fucking- yeah. Okay. Yeah. Usually I go on these podcasts and these kids are like, you know, talking about how like, you know, 
they came, they were born the year the Simpsons came out and all that shit. So it's good to be with people at least around my fucking yeah, age. Yeah, we're we're all old farts. Well, we're not even that old, I don't think. Forty's not that old anymore. Forties, forties, the new eighteen. Yeah, oh, I mean yeah. your body starts to break down, but like I still feel young. No, my I still got it. I mean, I look. You should see me fucking naked. <laughs> Again? Do I have to? Yeah, of course you got to. I mean, <laughs> He's doing you a do favor, all, Mark. If, if, oh. if we're gonna do, if we're gonna do all those stories I sang about in those songs. All right. Well, all right. Fine. You <laughs> convince oh, me if you're gonna twist my arm. I so hope your product segues out of that. <laughs> yeah, there's just no segue for this one. There's just no. Right, well, what is it? Because on October first, nineteen eighty four. An author by the name of Tom Clancy publishes his very first novel entitled The Hunt for Red October. This book obviously went on to spawn a a fantastic movie uh, due to an extensive marketing campaign by the Naval Institute Press, which this was going to be their first published work of fiction. The books originally sold 45,000 copies. Doesn't sound like a... uh, huge number and it wasn't at first until it got in the hands of president ronald reagan who read the book and publicly endorsed it then it was snatched up into paperback rights sold over 4.3 million copies national bestseller i didn't even know that many people read yeah yeah what the hell is a book that was fucking 80s man and of course it introduced the character of jack ryan which if you have amazon prime of course, is still relevant today. They're starting the re- the series all over again, but this is where it originally started. The Hunt for Red October, October 1st, 1984. Good That's one. That's what I get. I would never read that, but... Fuck no. It was a Fuck decent reading. movie. Although you could get an audio book <laughs> of it, which is I, I bet's fine. Yeah, it's probably like 30 hours long, though. Who has time for that shit? Yeah, just watch the movie, hour and a half. You're in, you're out. Yeah. Actually, that's a longer movie. I think that one's like two hours. That's uh, Sean Connery. Fucking Netflix and chill. You can get Tom Clancy and a blowjob at the same time. And listen to WW3. <laughs> uh, you can't get right. a blowjob from Tom Clancy, unfortunately. <laughs> do, I, uh, do I have to wake up to answer this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, liked, I, liked the, uh, I like the 80s shit. I like that CD player in the car, so give it to them. Yeah. Are you smoking weed there? Uh, <laughs> oh. a, a couple people might. <laughs> a couple people might Is be Is that here? what's going on now? Okay, cool. I tell you what, I'd give you guys that award just because Nick found a way not to put me to sleep with his technological rants. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've brought them down a lot because of uh, John Cross. Yeah, ever since that remote thing, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fucking I, I had to pull over when I was listening to that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so what do we have left? We have movies left for a two-point round, and what else? Music. And music. All right, so pick one, whatever one you want to go with. Let's go with movies. Yeah, that makes sense. Let uh, round five, we'll have Wheeler do uh, music with us. So let me start with movies because mine's not going to be as quite as good as yours is. All righty. All right. So uh, here's a movie that Mike Ranger and I we went to see at uh, Hudson Horror last year. We held hands. <laughs> also available on Amazon Prime for free. So if you've never seen this classic, head over to Prime and you can still watch it. But uh, on October fifth, nineteen eighty four, the movie Savage Streets was released. And we're not talking about a cinematic dynamo. This is the hardcore cult flick starring Rick James's girl toy, Linda Blair. Basic uh, revenge plot. Linda Blair's deaf sister is beaten, raped, and her best friend's killed. And 
of course she goes out on revenge on all these dudes and she really go out with rick james yeah dude she matter of fact not only did was she getting tapped by rick james during during this movie matter of fact but he actually you know the song cold-blooded that's about linda blair no way so super freak <laughs> I think that's I think that's prior to her, but you know I think that's what he, he was loved looking her, for. But he didn't burn her with a crack pipe. Actually, that's they split up because she said, and she was on drugs too at the time. But she said that he was on so many drugs that the relationship was really toxic, and they split up or wow. whatever. But his side of the story is much worse. He said uh, in the book that she had an abortion without telling him. Oh and, yeah, you got to tell your 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 significant other about that. Yeah, that's like it just made him lose his mind. So maybe that's why he died. Maybe that's why he, you know he went crazy on the drugs. It was all. I, I like that's why I like the old days when people bro- broke up because one was on drugs and the other was on too many drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Not because one was sober. Yeah, she was literally Rick James's bitch. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> she was. <laughs> So that's my uh, my movie Dynamo for uh, October of 1984. All right. Well, mine is not quite as good as that Dynamo. On October 26, 1984, a film was released that was panned by critics, despite earning $78.3 million at the box office, and is now beloved by millions the world over, and has spawned one of the largest sci-fi franchises of the last three decades, spawning four sequels, a TV series, and of course, there's a fifth upcoming film. I give you James Cameron's The Terminator, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Came Never out in theaters it. October 26, 1984. I thought you were going to say Airbud, all those sequels. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. No, there's more Airbud sequels than there are to that. I think there was nine. <laughs> and originally, they wanted O.J. Simpson to play the role of The Terminator, but <laughs> they didn't think he could be taken seriously as a cold blooded killer. True fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> that is fucking rough the thing that mark said was absolutely true when we went through we were doing the research for this we found a guy that completely trashed this movie as a review and uh he called it a dramatically silly film he said it was also an irresponsible film that depicted senseless violence uh one scene was so suggestive of the mcdonald's massacre in uh san Isidro, california do you remember that uh wheeler uh, he put us on mute. He might. He might be talking. No, right I was. Now, I was. You... I was asleep. No, no, oh. no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you remember the movie or the murder? Yeah, you remember that whole? Because uh, not many people remember that McDonald's massacre thing. But I saw a documentary on it. It's... No, what I want. I'm curious now. Tell me about it. All right. So it was like I think it was 1982 or 83. Some dude just fucking opened up on a McDonald's and killed 20 people and wounded 16. You don't hear about it much at all anymore, but. Uh, there's a fucked up documentary you can watch about it. How do I get? How do I, how do I get? How do I get the doc? Uh, I think it's on Prime. All right, cool. I'll go back. Prime to- or Netflix? I'll go back to sleep now. Cool. All right, cool. I'll, let me finish <laughs> this. Um, so uh, this guy says that the movie was not entertaining. Then he goes on to fuck it up towards the end of the review and calls the movie the Exterminator instead of the Terminator, like a fuckhead. <laughs> yeah. Did he re- did he really base that scene from that? You think? No, absolutely no. not. I don't think he did. This is we're talking about James Cameron. I mean, he's. And these are violent movies, but he's pretty Disney as far as, you know, action movies go. Another interesting little tidbit, which I didn't even know, but in doing the research for this, did you know the Terminator is the only character that's listed in the AFI's 100 Heroes and Villains as both a hero and a villain? He was a hero in Terminator 2, but the villain in this one, the original Terminator. 
Terminator 2 is better. Agreed. Got that Guns yeah. and Roses in it, too. Yeah. yeah okay. And <laughs> young Eddie Furlong. Oh, uh, poor Eddie Furlong. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> I like 2 better as well. I have to agree with you guys there. But it did start the franchise. So wait, wait a second. You're, you're, you're telling me Terminator 1 was before Terminator 2? Uh... <laughs> Hold on. I'm keeping notes here. I got to write down. Is that a sci-fi question? All right, go ahead. No, no, Talking... keep going. I, 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 I'm, I'm slowing it down enough. Go. All right, you guys. I got to hear what 94 had. All right. I'm going to go with October 14th, 94. Uh, written and directed by Quentin Tarantino. Pulp Fiction Ooh. was released. Starring John Travolta, Samuel L. Jackson, Uma Thurman, Ving Rhames, Bruce Willis. Budget of $8 million. It made $213.9 million at the box office. Won the Best Original Screenplay Oscar, Golden Globe for Best Screenplay, uh, nominated for numerous other awards. In 2013, Pulp Fiction was selected for preservation in the United States National Film Registry by the Library of Congress as a culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant film. Huge. Massive. I agree. That's, that's a great fucking oh, movie. It's a girthy film. A lot of weight on it. Very uh, poignant on different levels. Very uh, chodesque. Yeah. Good movie to smoke pot to. A lot. It's a it's a bad motherfucker. I like I like smoking pot a lot. Where would you find that? Where would I find pot? <laughs> All right, Mike. What what do you have? Well, on October nineteenth, nineteen ninety four, Kevin Smith's debut gave a whole new meaning to the number thirty seven with Clerks. Oh, fuck. In a row. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this movie was made for just under $28,000, went on to gross over $3 million, only playing in about 50 theaters. It became a bigger hit uh, when it went to video, gaining the reputation of the most stolen videotape from rental stores, spawned the whole View Ask You universe, as well as the iconic characters, Jay and Silent Bob. It's Clerks, man. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking awesome. Can't really say too much about that. I mean, nah, that's... Man, you guys shit all over the fucking 84. <laughs> but I still love Savage Streets, though. Yeah, that's, that's a well, good movie, man. Well, let's give it to the judge. Maybe he's got a soft, soft okay, spot well, for uh, Rick James' girlfriend. Me say something. Yeah, I love that Rick James story. I think movies of the 80s are better than movies of the 90s, but you picked two movies made cheap that made a lot of money, which is kind of how I made my fucking billions. So... I I I um I related to that, so let's have them be the winner. Ooh. Yeah, that's I, I can't. So we're relate. tied up now, right? No, no, you guys are up. You guys are up by one point, three to uh. two. So it comes comes down to the final round, which is music. Actually, whoever wins this one takes it because it really doesn't matter what the score is at this point. I think it's three to two, but yep. whoever wins will get the most. So to music makes sense. We got Wheeler as the judge. Guys, what do you got for music? All right, Mike. I'll lead off with this one because you've That's got right. the uh, the power play to, yeah. to wrap uh, we, things we up had here. A, we had a good run. Yeah, not it was bad. A nice effort. My pick for music in October of 1994 released October 11th. The 15th studio album from country legend John Anderson, titled "Country Till I Die," uh, produced the hit singles "Bend It Until It Breaks," uh, "Mississippi Moon," and the title track, which respectively peaked at number three, number 15, and 35 on the country singles charts. Also included a new version of his 1983 signature hit, Swingin', and a cover of the Georgia Satellites tune, Keep Your Hands to Yourself. Uh, 15th album. I mean, that that uh, that had John Anderson drilling more cooch than Black & Decker, for sure. So that's my pick. Country Till I Die, John Anderson, October 11, Man, 1994. Playing to the wheelhouse. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You're playing mm-hmm. to the audience. That's smart. What is, what is my cat? 
<laughs> well, let me tell you there, Rick, uh, because on October 3rd, 1994, the Cranberries released their album, No Need to Argue, <laughs> with a single that really got into your head. Uh, Zombie reached number one in multiple what countries. You, what are you doing here to me, man? <laughs> it gets worse. Just, this is go. an album that's been certified seven times platinum. It just it just keep it lingers. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, it's an album that dreams are made of. Like what you did there. I have a feeling this is going to come down to one to one or which one he hates less. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I don't know what kind of dipshit brings up the cranberries on a fucking Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Man Crush, you want to start us off for me? Yeah, I, I might as well. You know what? Like Wheeler, and you just said that comment. So, you know, a lot of times on these episodes, we have to do things and make ourselves feel fucking disgusting and I'm just going to do that right here, and especially with you judging, it makes it even worse. But two months ago, I had the unfortunate duty of discussing the Backstreet Boys' debut album uh, with my pick, which was uh, <laughs> August of 97. This time around, I get something that's fairly close, although I would say that this at least one dude from this group is way more fucking talented than any of the fuckers in the Backstreet Boys. You could also say that uh, this band was responsible for the boy band craze in the late 80s, so... I don't know. Maybe this is potentially bad or it could be good. I don't know. But the album that I'm presenting you was released October 23rd, 1984. The album went on to sell over 10 million copies worldwide. It spurned off such singles such as Wake Me Up Before You Go Go, <laughs> Careless Whisper, okay. Everything She Wants, I, and I Freedom. I, I don't hate this. Okay, all right, cool. Uh, three of those went to be number one in the U.S. Billboard Top 100. So we're talking about Wham, right? We're talking about Wham, yeah. All right, cool. I, I don't hate that. Go on. You can't deny a good sax hook. It's it's tough, though, Like when you have to do these when you don't like the band as much. But this is the type of thing that you'll listen to in your car, and then when you come up to the stoplight, you turn the volume way down. <laughs> you know, you're like, ah. Yeah, but, you don't, but um, when, when a good Wham song comes on, I don't think you change it, though. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's catchy. It, 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 well, some of them are. Like, some of them are really fucking catchy. But here's a, here's a trivia question for you guys. Obviously, you guys know the one guy's name in the group. What's the other guy's name? Uh, George Michael. <laughs> the other, uh, what's the other guy's name the other guy was michael george <laughs> he might as well have been mike you don't know what his name is i figured you'd be the only person that might dude I, I thought it was uh gary coleman uh, no unfortunately his name was uh andrew ridgely well i knew that yeah <laughs> just rolls off your tongue you know when you say it what happened to that poor bastard after they split up? But yeah, that's my pick is uh, Wham, make it big. Andrew Ridgely is in a Florida Georgia line. He might be. <laughs> he might be playing the Ugh. sax. No, he plays play synthesizer. Oh, even worse. Skin flute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mark, you finish us up. What's the last music pick? Last pick for this entire episode. I'm going to start my pick off. Before I do, you know, I want to address Bo Beecraft. You know, we've done a lot of these Dueling Decades episodes. Never has a country album been picked. How dare you play to the judge on that one since we have Wheeler Walker Jr. Hey, if you don't like swinging, you get the fuck out. All right. Well, that being said, I think it's despicable. Oh, shit. We got to fight. <laughs> My pick, though, is going to be the very first album by the Judds, oh. Why Not Me, which was released October 15th. 1984 and of course includes three number one singles the title track girls night out love is alive 
stayed on the top of the charts all the way into 1985, ending George Strait's run. Okay, can I ask you? Can I ask you guys a trivia question? Yeah. Winona and Ashley Judd are sisters, right? With the same mom, right? But different dads. Whose dad was better looking? Well, Winona's easily. Which sister is better looking? Well, obviously, I'm just joking. It's got to be Ashley, right? I, you know what? Like sometimes it's opposite, man. I always looked at just the Judds, not Mr. Judd. No, I'm, hold on. Let's <laughs> let's think about that for a second. Like, have you ever seen an ugly kid? Like their parents are usually attractive. Uh, it, okay, I don't know. It's, I see that a lot. I don't know. Where it's like Maybe you're complete right. opposite. But I find Ashley Judd a lot better looking than Winona. But am I wrong? Oh yeah. No, Ashley's you're right. Ashley's a Todd. Yeah, you're right on that one. Maybe okay. not so much now, but definitely in the late '90s. Ooh, Ashley Judd yeah, was like where it was at, man. Games? But I'm, also, I'm also a Naomi fan, too. Yeah. Can't go wrong with Naomi. Campbell? No, not Naomi <laughs> Campbell. Naomi Judd. I moan backwards. <laughs> <laughs> so the song Why Not Me and the album Earn the Judd's uh, Song of the Year in 1985 at the awards ceremonies. The same year they began their domination of the country music scene. Of course, they were the top vocal duet year after year, all the way up until the 90s. And it all started with this album, Why Not Me, by the Judds, in October 15th, 1984. So there we have it. All of the picks are now in. It all resides down to Mr. Wheeler Walker Jr. for the final verdict. All right, here we go. Let's start with my new record. It's called WW3. <laughs> Pre-order it now for only $7.99 digitally, and um, more than that, physically, and... I got to go with, uh, I hate to say it because I don't really like you two that much, but no, actually, you're cool. <laughs> don't look like a fool this fall. Step up your shirt game with Smirks, home of the freshest, most dope shirts you'll find. Browse an entire selection featuring 80s and 90s pop culture designs, Ron Jeremy, Mr. Belding, and more. And for the latest and greatest, keep a tab on our new arrivals section. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Smirks.net. That's S-M-Y-R-X dot net. Use code POOP for 20% off your purchase. Smirks dot net. I like, the, I like what, the combination of Wham and the Judds together. I like that. It's a good, it's a good double bill, so you guys win that. Music right. was, was fucking better in the 80s and the 90s. I just have to admit it. Nice. All right, so once again, Team 80s takes it here on Dueling Decades. It was tough to hit for me to hear that fight, but it was also kind of fun to watch. <laughs> i like how mark just uh nonchalantly like throws bow under the bus and then just pulls out the same fucking thing well if you haven't heard john anderson's cover of atlantic city you haven't lived no john anderson's cool man i'm not it's something personal i just don't like you that much <sighs> i get it i don't like myself that much hey wheeler uh thanks again for coming on man that was awesome and tell everybody where to go to get ww3 now um my web, you've been plugging my, it my website itunes amazon fuck spotify they can suck my dick um <laughs> don't stream it man fucking buy that shit you you know these streaming companies you know they're gonna melt and you're not gonna have any fucking music left so you gotta have a i tell you gotta, you gotta yeah. own this shit man i tell everybody that mike what and happens I, when um you know Spotify's bought by fucking Disney and they fucking go under or whatever it is. Disney puts the sites to quit. All your music just fucking is going to disappear in an hour. My God, it's true. Man. We've been saying this for years. Look behind Mike right now. Like, look at his collection. Like, you need to have a physical collection. Like, I, I like what you said there. 
you never hear a star say exactly well you don't hear, you don't you know my my record collection ain't gonna fucking vanish if the iCloud breaks you know yeah, exactly like you need to have it you know i don't want to go to the genius bar and tell him to give me all my music back <laughs> yeah and if the if the power goes out you can still watch savage streets and, and, <laughs> amen that's what it's right i mean i don't know how you do it without power but still <laughs> I meant to say internet, and I fucked it up because I'm high. No, Mike's house runs off a generator, so he's okay. fine. Oh, yeah. I, I pedal on a bike. All right, cool. Wheeler, let me ask you. Last time you, you couldn't play for us because you like I don't remember what you told us. You probably told us to fuck off or something like that. Do you have your guitar? Can you play? I, I, I don't have it right here with me, and also fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but But I'll give you the permission to play a little bit of I Like Smoking Pot. Most podcasts Ooh, we get in trouble, but I own my masters, unlike most of these other pussy fucking country acts. So um, go ahead and play it. No, ain't nobody to sue you except me, and I ain't going to do it. Fuck yeah. All right, cool. We will definitely play it. We'll play it right here. Some people smoke meth. Some people smoke crack. Some people snort coke off of Ricky's ball sack. I've tried them all Don't get me wrong The best high there is Comes from a bomb I like smoking pot a lot I like getting stoned alone I like vaping Some people like pills Some like huffing glue I like marijuana But that ain't breaking news Some people like booze Some like sucking dogs Brother, I like both But that's another song And I'll sing it to you later Smoking pot a lot. I like getting stoned alone. I like vaping weed indeed. I think edibles are incredible. I sure love them gummy bears. Hemp shampoo for my curly hairs. Rubbing cannabis lotion on my Sure. 
Thanks again for coming on, dude. And uh, what do you got planned? You got uh, you got more shows? Yeah, yeah. We're doing. Um, we got. When will this come uh, out? This will be out. If, if, if it's if it's this Wednesday, yeah, I'll be in Cleveland and uh, all over Michigan, the Detroit, Flint, Grand Rapids, and then we're doing a bunch of West Coast dates in the year. Record release shows: L.A., Santa Ana, San Diego, Phoenix. And then come back do some record release shows: Nashville, Chicago, Milwaukee. Not coming to New York at all. Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Buffalo. I ain't going back. That's not New York. We don't count that. Milwaukee. Originally pronounced Milwaukee. It's Algonquin for the good land. Thanks, Alice Cooper. <laughs> you come back to New York, you could take a ride in Rick's new camper. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking, it's pretty sweet. <laughs> you guys could smoke a lot of pot in that thing. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> All right, so unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to end the... <coughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right, so unfortunately, that's where we're going to have to end the fun for this week on Dueling Decades, as once again, the Mama Lukes, myself and Mr. Rick Mancrush, are victorious, beating the team of Bo Craft and Mike Ranger. I want to thank Wheeler Walker Jr. very much for coming on the show, being the guest judge, and, you know, helping the 80s get to the win on this one. You know, we the 80s need to pick yeah, up more he, wins. We just don't win enough. Yeah, uh, that's true. He did give garbage. away a round in the middle there where I was like, whoa, this might go uh, really weird. Know, but, you know, if you've missed but, an episode of dude. Dueling Decades, don't worry. You can go back and check it out either on poopculture.com. You can check it out, of course, on Poop Culture. Or you can listen to it on its own RSS feed. Just search for Dueling Decades. Or you can, you can go to www.duelingdecades.com. But we had a shitty uh, web designer. So the page is like half up and half down. So who knows what you'll see. But you can go there if you want. And if you got a comment you just can't keep to yourself, give us a call on the poop line. That's 914 Got a suggestion what years we should be doing next on Dueling Decades? Give us a call. Let us know about it. All right. So until next time, Retro Warriors, we are going to bid you a peace, love, light, and a joy. Have a grateful week, everyone. Infirmary Media. This is no ordinary sub shop. This is Firehouse Subs. Welcome to Firehouse. Tired of overpriced lunches that underdeliver on flavor? Head to Firehouse Subs, where for a limited time, you can get a $4.99 choice sub. Choose from a medium smoked turkey, Virginia honey ham, or roast beef. They're custom-made hot subs at a price ready-made to make you smile. Just $4.99, only at Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs, save more lives. Participating locations plus tax limited time offer prices may vary for delivery.